0: Hello, and welcome to episode 90 of the podcast. This entry is another science fiction review, this time focusing on Ian M. Banks' 1991 short story collection, The State of the Art. By 1991, the Scottish author Ian M. Banks was very much one of the rising stars of science fiction. He had already published three science fiction novels Consider Fleabass in 1987, The Player of Games in 1988, and Use of Weapons in 1990. While Banks was solidifying his reputation, his earlier short fiction was not widely available, and the collection The State of the Art was published to rectify this. The collection contains eight stories, all originally published in the brief period between 1987 and 1989. The book could have become a relatively minor part of Banks's bibliography, but instead it has an important place. This is largely because it contains three short stories concerned with the culture, the author's acclaimed post-scarcity science fiction setting for most of his genre novels. The short stories A Gift from the Culture and Descendant, as well as the novella The State of the Art, are therefore essential for anyone interested in that setting. What follows is a brief overview of all eight stories featured in The State of the Art, which serves as a good, brief introduction to Banks' work, including the iconic culture. The first story is Road of Skulls, which was originally published in 20 Under 35 in 1988. The collection opens with this very short fantasy story, which involves two characters travelling in a cart along a road paved with skulls towards a distant city, which withdraws as quickly as they approach it. This is a slender vignette with next to nothing in the way of plot, but begins the collection in a suitably odd way. The second story is... A Gift from the Culture, originally published in Interzone No. 20, summer 1987. Banks's iconic culture series began with his debut SF novel Consider Fleabass in April 1987. A Gift from the Culture appeared just a few months later in the venerable British SF magazine Interzone. The story focuses on Robic Senkil, a citizen of the culture who has voluntarily exiled himself on a fairly backwards, superficially Earth-like planet. Saddled with debt, Robic is strong-armed by a pair of local thugs into committing a devastating terrorist attack, using a weapon that only culture citizens can operate. Although this is one of the more serious-minded stories in the collection, there is some humour in the culture gun, which can speak and which tends to explain its own functionality and safety features at length, much to Robic's annoyance. Another interesting aspect of the story is its depiction of sex and gender. Robic was originally female, but chose to become a man before his self-exile. Also, he's gay, and his male lover proves to be his weakness. A Gift from the Culture is a small but fascinating entry in the wider series, and one of several depictions of people living at the fringes of the culture, but still affected in one way or another by its influence. The third story is Odd Attachment, which was originally published in Arrows of Eros in 1989. Published by the New English Library and edited by Alex Stewart, the anthology Arrows of Eros contains 16 unearthly tales of love and death. The writers include well-known names like Tanith Lee, Kim Newman, and of course, Ian M. Banks. Odd Attachment exemplifies the author's macabre sense of humour. In it, a lovesick plant-like alien encounters a stranded human astronaut and gruesomely dismembers it in a game of loves me, loves me not. It's a simple concept from which Banks wrings a lot of humour in just a few pages. The fourth story is Descendant, which was originally published in Tales from the Forbidden Planet in 1987. Edited by Roz Cavaney, the anthology Tales from the Forbidden Planet also features Michael Moorcock, Harry Harrison and a late story by John Brunner. While Banks' story isn't explicitly a part of the culture series, it's easily argue that it does form a part of that continuity. This is in part because of two bits of technology mentioned in it, orbitals and knife missiles. In any case, Descendant focuses on a soldier who becomes cut off from his allies and stranded on a desolate world, a thousand miles from the nearest friendly base. His only lifeline and only friend is his severely damaged sentient spacesuit. Together, the pair attempt to walk to the base but the story documents the soldiers' gradually disintegrating mental and physical state. It's a bleakly effective tale. The fifth story is Cleaning Up, originally published in the Souvenir book for NovaCon 17 in 1987. Should you have an original copy of Cleaning Up, it could be worth a bob or two. In 1987, Banks was the guest of honour at NovaCon 17 in Birmingham, and this story was issued there in a limited run of just 500 signed copies. Perhaps appropriately for a convention exclusive, this is another of the author's comical stories. It concerns mysterious gifts of incomprehensibly advanced technology which begin appearing on Earth. A greedy corporation and the US military begin to exploit these wonders, not realising that they're parts of an alien trash shipment which was meant to be teleported into our sun. The odd aliens and idiotic humans are equally amusing in this tongue-in-cheek tale. The sixth story is Peace, originally published in the Observer magazine on the 13th of August, 1989. Containing no speculative elements at all, this short story fits with the literary in Banks persona, unlike the other entries in the collection. It's intricately connected with contemporary events. It takes the form of a fictional letter recovered from the wreckage of the plane flying the Pan Am Flight 103 route, which was destroyed in the Lockerbie bombing in December 1988. The letter contains discussion of both Christian and Islamic religious fundamentalism. At the time, it was not clear that the bombing was the work of Libya, which accepted responsibility in 2003. Specifically, the letter mentions the fierce controversy over Salman Rushdie's novel The Satanic Verses, which had been published in September 1988. When the story was originally published, it was just six months since Rushdie had become the target of a fatwa declared by Ayatollah Khomeini, In the following years, the novel would spark numerous acts of violence, including the murder of Rushdie's Japanese translator Hiroshi Igarashi in July 1991, and multiple attempts on the author's life. Today, the long shadow of Lockerbie and of fundamentalist violence hangs over peace. The seventh story is The State of the Art. Originally published in 1989, as a separate book by Mark V. Zizing. around 100 pages long, this novella, the only novella in the culture series, dominates the collection to which it gives its name. Readers of the early culture novels often surmised that the civilization represented the far future of humanity, but the state of the art shows this not to be the case. The story is set in 1977 and depicts a culture vessel and its crew studying the oblivious humans of that time. The artificially intelligent ship, Arbitrary, has stumbled upon the Earth and the culture citizens aboard who are part of the elite contact agency begin a covert, extensive, months-long study. Contact agent Diziet Smar, who also appears in Use of Weapons, set much later, has herself altered to appear human, and sets out to explore everything that Earth can offer. Her colleague, Dervly Linter, takes this rather too far, and intends to abandon the advantages of the culture and to remain on Earth. This situation drives much of the plot. However, the state of the art is less concerned with plot and much more concerned with the comparison between the primitive Earth of 1977 and the hugely advanced star-faring culture. This is done in quite broad strokes. For example, the irreverent supporting character Lee is a clear mouthpiece for Bank’s own views. It is intriguing, though, to see the Earth, in all its beauty and its cruelty, through the eyes of citizens of a post-scarcity society. The humour of the story is another strength. At one point, the arbitrary sends a postcard to the BBC in a joking effort to get David Bowie's Space Oddity played on the radio. Interestingly, the culture agents become quite enamoured with human art, music and literature. Banks also uses references to historic events in 1977 to date the action to a specific time. One example is the Tenerife Airport disaster on March 27th. Another is the release of the film Close Encounters of the Third Kind on November 16th. The eighth and final story in the the state-of-the-art is Scratch, originally published in The Fiction Magazine, Volume 6, Number 6, July-August, 1987. The collection concludes with this brief and aggressively experimental stream of consciousness. It consists of a series of garbled transmissions, or messages, which often reference the contemporary political and social situation in the 1980s. In particular, it often mentions Margaret Thatcher and the Falklands War, and alludes to the sinking of the Argentine light cruiser General Belgrano in May 1982. The story culminates with what appears to be a nuclear exchange. The story was likely influenced to some extent by John Brunner's sprawling science fiction novel Stand on Zanzibar from 1968. Scratch explicitly references the book at one point. The State of the Art is a unique collection which straddles both the mainstream and SF aspects of Ian M. Banks' career. The combination of stories is unusual – Peace, in particular, definitely sticks out – but the standard is quite consistently high. While this was technically the fourth culture book to be published, the three culture stories it contains make a good introduction to the setting. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can find more of my writing in text and audio form at my site, andyjohnson.xyz. You can also find me on Twitter at andyjohnsonuk and you can support me at patreon.com andyjohnson. Catch you next time.